And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 170. And today we're going to be going into Ridiculosaur land. <laughs> Ridiculosaurs. But yeah, we're going to pick two fucking dinosaur type like movies that have gore uh, in them. Uh, they're probably a little bit more science fiction than they are like horror so to speak but uh you know anything with gore is fucking good with me how about you i'm fine with that all right so we picked two movies carnosaur from 1993 and tammy and the t-rex from 1994 that's right so that one just came out not too long ago a few months ago or whatever uh, and is now on shutter and then carnosaur is on youtube so if you guys are looking for these you can check them out it's really hard to get a copy of carnosaur unless you want to pay like 40 dollars <laughs> it's really tough so weird yeah it is really weird i don't know why but so have you been how are things going are you excited about uh us reaching a thousand subscribers. Yes, congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah, thank you guys for helping out with that. Those of you who uh, helped share the YouTube and everything like that. Like I know Isaac did. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. But yeah, we hit a thousand. I think we're at like 110, 1010. Oh, so, and you know, it's I, only up from here unless you fuck up and everybody doesn't know what's getting. Well, I'm sorry. I know, I know wildly successful YouTubers, but it's like. You know, for me, that's a big thing. You know, I don't right. really give a shit about your fucking success. This is my success, bitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, um, so thank you guys for helping out. If you guys don't already follow the YouTube, you really should be because I've been doing a lot of stuff on there. Lots of reviews. Reviews, discussions. Hauls. Haul, video hauls for like what I'm adding to my collection and what you can get for cheap on Blu-ray and DVD and sometimes 4K. So we do hauls for both of those. So there's a lot of stuff. Check it out. Yeah, there's nothing too much going on right now, are we? No, we did see Patrick and Kelly's oh, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we went to go hang out with Patrick and Kelly. Finally, little and, John. And their little John, <laughs> who was uh, growing fast. Like, we were like, holy shit. So for those of you who have been following for a while and know who Patrick is, yeah, he's been out because he's being a dad. He's being responsible. <laughs> but it was good. We got to hang out with them. and Yeah, we, it was fun. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, they, were, they used to come over, like, both of them would come over, so me and Patrick would record and Christina and Kelly would go off and like fucking hang out and watch movies or something while right. we were, while we would record. So we used to hang out a lot before, after and, you know. Right. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. Yeah. So it was good to catch up. Yeah. And that baby is so cute. Yeah. It is cute, baby. <laughs> baby John. 
baby little John. Yeah. So congrats on that, little buddy, coming into the world. Full head of hair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was fucking rocking out for a three-month-old, let me tell you. Right. Anyway, um, but I think it might be that time. What time is it, bitches? Horse shots! All right, guys, so we are back to do the horror shot, and this week we're going to be doing it for the movie Carnosaur. We were going to do one for Tammy and the T-Rex first, but after watching Carnosaur, we were like, okay, this man. Yeah, this has to be it. This is the one. one. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the name of the shot? Well, it's called a Carnosaurum. Carnosaurum. Yes. Instead of Carnosaur, Carnosaurum, you get it. Okay, moving (laughs) along. Confusing. (laughs) (laughs) So what is in a Carnosaurum? Well, you put one part sour apple pucker, one part Midori, and one part of vodka. If you want to add a different flavor, go ahead, but just regular vodka will do. And then you add a splash of grenadine. Just a splash. Yes. And you play the theme to Jurassic Park in the background. (laughs) Copyright, copy. (laughs) And then before you take the shot, you say, God, I hate wildlife. (laughs) <laughs> and then shoot and then dream of carnosaur for weeks but yeah guys so that is our shot for this week i think it is very delicious i haven't tried it myself because we're just broke poor little podcasters but, but if you try it yeah, let us know and we might hook you up with something yep you got to show yourself making the drink and taking the drink and doing all of the above and we will possibly <laughs> yes possibly Anyway, so if you would like to take a Carno Serum, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. So you better get your fucking reptilian beaks all juicy and <laughs> salivating for these two next movies for our flesh and potatoes of Ridiculosaurs. Right. And it's dino time. It's dino, dino time. Bite time. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Walker, isn't that his name? Like in the in the show? I don't remember. Dino bite. <laughs> I used to watch that show a lot as a kid. Carnosaur from 1993. A genetically manipulated and very hungry dinosaur escapes from a bioengineering company and wreaks havoc on a local desert town. A security guard and a girl environmentalist try to stop both it and the company's doomsday bioweapon. Mm. Scary. Sounds dangerous. Yes, dangerous. It's like an action movie, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was directed by Adam Simon and Darren Maloney. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam Simon, he is also directed The Haunting in Connecticut from 2009. Oh, wow, huh. And Brain Dead from 1990. Oh, the one with Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman? Yeah. Oh, my God! 
How did I not you know this? You didn't know that? No, I one, you, no I wonder I like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know it makes a lot of sense now. Um, currently, he's... Um, Watch he, that movie, guys, if you see it, by the way. If you, you could find it. Brain Dead. It's out on Blu-ray. It's an amazing mix of Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. It's amazing. Oh, did I not sell it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was giving a weird face. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Currently, he was the creator and the director of the Salem TV series, which I actually watched and is pretty good. Okay. And he's also has an upcoming show or movie coming out called Shadow Man. Shadow Man. Now, the other director, Darren Maloney, um, he's actually just been a location manager for a lot of shows. Like a scout? Yeah, just like a scout. But he did also direct a movie called Andrew... Mina, The Pleasure Planet from 1999. Andromeda? Yeah, Andromeda. The Pleasure Planet. It sounds like a porno or something. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, so does Tammy and the T-Rex, if you're <laughs> going to be true. honest. But... <laughs> All right. Carnosaur was actually based on a novel by John Brosnan, and the screenplay was done by Adam Simon, the director. Okay. All right. Now it's time for the- Well, wait. Is this? Did that book come out before the Michael Crichton one, the Jurassic Park did? Because we're going to be making a lot of comparisons there. 1984. Jurassic Park came out in 1990, so the book. A lot of people compare this movie to, to, to Jurassic Park. Oh, totally. Because it came out at the same time. Right. So- Actually, this movie came out in May and Jurassic Park came out in July. Right, but they knew so about it. Oh, yeah, Because totally. there was a lot of advertising for Jurassic Park. I think that was right. one of the first movies I went to the theater several times to see. Me too. When I was a kid. Yeah, because I was kids. just so blown away. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. But anyway. Back to Carnosaur, which is even better than Jurassic Park. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I still love it. I'm laughing. I'll tell. I'll let you know later. Okay. Okay. This movie stars Raphael uh, Seberg. He plays Doc Smith. He was also in Risky Business. That's where I recognized him from. Mm. And then, other than that, he's done a lot of TV, including Murder She Wrote. <laughs> and currently, he's actually in the Once Upon a Time show. I always think. All right, Jennifer. So, just should, by the way, should we just buy fucking the whole season, or like all of the seasons of Murder Dude, She Wrote? Is it, is it not even streaming anywhere? I don't. I, I don't know. It, I haven't even seen it streaming. Anywhere. Like, I feel like I should just. We should just watch it because there's so many people in it. Yeah. That we could be like, oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, that person. Yeah. Oh, that person. That yeah. person. That person. Okay. Anyway, Jennifer Runyon, who plays Anne Thrush. <laughs> <laughs> She was in Ghostbusters. Thrush. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why would you name somebody? I know. Why would you put that name? I'm wondering if that was the name in the book, too. I, I don't think that... Yeah, I don't know. Thrush is literally... What does it mean? It means yeast infection of the throat. How does that even happen? I, I'm pretty sure of that. Let me look it up here. Let me, <laughs> but go on, continue. I'll okay. Anyway, you. she was in Ghostbusters. She was actually in the beginning part where Bill Murray was like had those students he was teaching, and she was the one who he was hitting on with the the cards. Okay. And yes, by the way, Thrush is definitely cottage throat. Thank you for that. <laughs> Cottage claw to the throat. That makes me want to do a horror shot. Mm, with cottage cheese. <laughs> anyway. We should have done that one. Anyway. <laughs> she has also been in Silent Night, Bloody Night 2. Okay, cool. From 25. And she's done a ton of TV, including Murder, She Wrote. Oh, my God. 
Angela Davis, is that, what's her name? Yeah, I think it's Angela Davis, yeah. Hold on. Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. That's the one, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's beckoning us, she's calling us. <laughs> she's, she's typing like, on a typewriter to us right now. Watch my show. I'm trying to contact the ghost of, is she still alive, actually? <laughs> she's like, who's calling me right now? In the middle of whatever the fuck she's, she's doing, getting, making a pancake or something. She's getting chills in her nursing home. <laughs> oh, Christina. <laughs> What? <laughs> she's old. She's, if she's still alive, she's probably in the home. Uh, yeah, I'm, like I'm kind of jumping ahead, huh? We're like hoping that, you know, I'm sorry. Sorry, Angela. Let's see here. She is still alive. <laughs> see, I told you. Now God. we're giving her chills. Okay. Sorry, Angela. My bad. <laughs> she's Her nose is itching for sure right now. Oh, though. totally. Okay. Totally. Anyway. All right. Diane Ladd plays Dr. Jane Tiptree. Now, I didn't realize this woman is like a really significant actress. Did you? Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, she looks like one of those people that you recognize, but this movie, she was really young. So I don't think, I feel like she butted later after this because she wouldn't have done this movie, you would think? Nope. She's had three Academy Award nominations. Holy fuck. Including Martin Scorsese's Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore from 1974. Well, that explains one reason why I didn't see her. Now, before I tell you what the other (laughs) movies are. They always give awards to shit you don't know what it is <laughs> no there's other there are, there's other ones though do you know who her daughter is who lauren dern oh laura dern laura dern so diane ladd was also in wild at heart wait 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 wait, 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 wait. holy shit so there is right? another jurassic park connection here oh oh yeah i forgot she, she was didn't in even jurassic know she park. was in jurassic i totally fucking forgot oh <laughs> totally my god forgot. the reptile egg does not fall far that from the tree does it great <laughs> They're asexual, right? In this movie. Anyway. But anyway. Oh, and they are in Jurassic Park. They are. They they both were in Wild at Heart. She actually played her mother. Wow. And actually, she's played Lauren Dern's mother. I didn't even recognize her. I know in this movie, but it was kind of grainy. It wasn't the greatest quality. That's probably why. But anyway, okay. Okay. And she's also been in Rambling Rose. And yeah, she's played Laura Dern's mother five times in films. Isn't Would that crazy? Would you like to fuck Lola's mama? Yeah, that was her. <laughs> that was her. She was in this movie. Dude, I always talk about Wild and Hard, dude. I know, I was you're just obsessed. literally on the fucking Twitter talking to Cage's Kiss, which is a podcast dedicated to Cage. You guys want to check it out? Shout out to them. Let them know that we sent you, please. Um, but uh, yeah, they do they do nothing but talk about Cage, pretty much. That's so funny. So yeah. Okay, and then quickly, I'll just wrap this the cast up really quick. Harrison Page, who plays Sheriff. Fowler, he was in Lionheart, Sledgehammer, and lots of other TV shows, including Murder, she wrote. And then finally, Angela's <laughs> Clint Howard is I in this movie. I can feel her breathing on my back. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> anyway, Clint Howard okay. is in this too. He plays Slim Flyer. Another, Fla- another Fryer. underrated gem like George Buck Flower. Right. Mostly known for Andy Griffin's show. He's been in a lot of uh, Rob Zombie films. I didn't realize he was in yep. Three from Hell. Yeah, he was the clown. And then just, I wanted to mention he was also in The Rocketeer from 1991. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember that movie. It was it was fun. Uh. Anyway, the budget, <laughs> the budget for this movie is obviously $850,000. Well, that's 
that's you know that's about what you know what's funny is that that's the amount well i won't get into it another movie we might be talking about has around that same budget <laughs> jumping ahead all over the place people are like jesus christ well, take some ritalin i guess for uh early 90s that that was a good b-movie budget right yeah, yeah. but anyway alex mm-hmm. let's hear your thoughts on this carnosaur well i am so glad that you asked christina because (laughs) so like while i'm watching this movie first of all i'm expecting not a good movie because i don't remember it have you seen it before yes it was always on the rental shelf oh okay so you remember always one of those straight to video on this on the on the shelf movies and they had like three of them you know uh-huh. but I, I the the idea that in my mind i came up with while i was watching it was so a drunk hero guy an environmental activist and a scientist who fascinates about being impregnated by dinos and an actual dinosaur or in this case carnosaur walk into a quarry that's the name that's the joke but yeah not a good one apparently um <laughs> I don't get it. That's all right. It's it's like if walk into a quarry. What the dude, fuck is a quarry? How old are you? <laughs> Shut up! I'm like your age. What the fuck is a court? Walk into a quarry? a quarry. A quarry. A rock quarry. That's where they're at. They dig up rocks. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they dig up rocks and carry it to another location. And but, that's called a fucking quarry. But let's roll that back a little bit here a second. Hold on. So you've never heard so blah 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 and blah 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 and blah 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 walk into a bar. That's the 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 start of every eighties joke. I thought you were just like doing a synopsis off the top of your head. All right, guys, I, I'm I quit. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. See you later. Bye, bitches. I'm out. See you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Sorry, I I just crushed dreams. That's yeah. why I'm here. But it, it's pure straight to video 90s fun to me. Like, there's no good acting in sight, really. You know, but I think, you know, you can safely assume that this is not going to be some sort of Academy Award winning movie either, <laughs> like <laughs> Jurassic Park, right? Right. Or some of the breadth of talent associated with it for some odd reason. Um, so if you're going to watch this, you're going to expect schlock robot dinos, you know, people getting torn limb from limb, tons of blood and gore, plus a convoluted science destroyed the world sort of message, which is kind of weird thinking about that now, because, you know, it's like like versus then and now, like how science saves or kills the world, you know, it's like now nobody seems to care about the world and thinks that everyone's all liars because scientists <laughs> killed God or something. I don't know what it is. By playing God, maybe? I don't know. Maybe this was the reason that people don't believe in science anymore. Is because of Jurassic it's, no, Park Carnosaur. Because <laughs> of Carnosaur? Yeah. Oh, They don't oh. trust them, man. Well, Ever that's... since Jurassic Park and Carnosaur came out, it's... Well, it's kind of deep. Yeah. Shows up, guys. Shows up. <laughs> Time to pack up your fucking science bags and get the fuck out of town! <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just being silly. Anyway, so the gore in this one is a lot of fun. So if you're looking for like really fun little gore ride uh, from the 90s, I think you'll be pleased. All the characters are super shallow being dispatched by dino DNA infected chickens on the loose. Uh, I thought it was more than one, but I guess it's just one. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm that confused kind of confused on that. Me too. I thought there was, but no, I thought there was more than one. Maybe I don't know. Oh. Like I said, I, th- I think I rented this back in the day as a kid. 
but I barely remember it. But I, it might have even been on like Cinemax, which back in the day, if you're as ancient as I am, you would go to Cinemax to watch all your horror delights that you couldn't even see on cable TV, which, you know, I saw Dead Alive on there. That was the first time I saw it before it was even brought to America. Uh-huh. Cinemax showed it on. I think it was Cinemax or HBO. Now I'm getting confused. But Cinemax was awesome. Trust me. OK, I'm old. Uh, but I missed those days. So, you know, there was a lot of times we were forced to watch stuff that you wouldn't normally watch or right. choose to pick because there was nothing else right because nowadays we're so fucking spoiled with like so many goddamn movies it's like we just have an unending amount of fucking movies to watch right. back then we didn't right and so we were forced to enjoy movies that you know we didn't have a lot of picks to pick from you right. know what i mean it was just but it was fun it was a good right. thing it was fun some of the characters in this were pretty lame for the most part yeah but who really gives a fuck when they all get torn apart anyway? Right. So, you know, midway through this this Corman film, which is this is a Roger Corman uh, produced film, I was ready to hop on to part two and three, literally. I was like, yes, yes! We were laughing and <laughs> yeah. screaming. I can't believe there's sequels. I know, and we're... Guys, I think we're going to actually do part two and three next week. Oh, next week? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So we're excited about yeah. it, actually. I don't I know how bad excited. it's going to get, but if we'll it's see. anywhere near as good as the first one, then I'm yeah. all about it. So, um, But the story in this is kind of fucking weird, man, because, I mean, it's deep, but it's like not too deep because some of the logic behind why they're doing it is kind of flawed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's who gives fun. a shit again? Because that's the brute of this fucking type of movie so there's dinos airborne diseases that impregnate women to have more dinos <laughs> exploding chickens like <laughs> what the fuck is happening in this movie but honestly if you've listened this far and are like wow what that sounds like crazy like what the fuck is this then you know what to expect and you should watch it because i think you'll have fun with it like the only thing that lacks in this film is actually what i think kind of makes it charming uh-huh. What do you mean? Like the gore? No, just the fa- the, the 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 typical lacking features of a of a big budget film or a good oh, film okay. is what actually makes it good. Right, right. Makes okay. it enjoyable. Right. So but I'd give this one probably like a seven out of ten for ninety straight to video cheese. Uh-huh. You know, worth a watch if you like these types of films, probably a three if you don't. You know, like you <laughs> right. might think like, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> you start cutting yourself, you're like, worst film ever. And then you get on the internet and you're like, you motherfuckers who made this movie, I swear to God, I can't believe I spent an hour and a half of my time and you made me write I'm gonna hunt you down, I'm gonna yeah. kill you. Yeah. I'll kill you with my dinosaurs. All right, tone down the passion, guys, okay? We get it. <laughs> No, I'm just being an asshole. But uh, yeah, it's a good film. I liked it. I thought it was fun. What about you? Me? Oh, I thought this movie, it's pretty fucking decent. Yeah. I really liked it. I would I'm glad you did, too, because I I was really really worried. You were worried about watching it. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, he's going to make me want to watch another one of his terrible, like, 80s fucking pieces of shit movies. She's starting to uh, wear down that wall of dumb and uh, let me no, in. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. This, what? Oh, wait, I no, would... you said you didn't like Color Out of Space that much. So, yeah, you're back no, in. No, this... that's bullshit. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Before I go any further, I got to bring that up. I got to bring up last week's episode. Okay, all right, go ahead. Now. I liked Color Out of Space. Okay, oh, did you, you guys? Know? I liked it. <laughs> this is, did I love it? No. Did I hate it? No. There is a fucking in-between 
for loving it and hating it. Mm-hmm. And I am in that in between. Oh, is that what it okay? is? Okay. Is that what you call it? I liked the fucking movie. I'm totally kidding, Jesus first of all. Christ, everybody people. else was like on my shit. Like Dude, you know everybody what? was on my shit. No, no, they were not. They were like, oh, I totally don't. understand Christine. I'm like, God Yeah, some people are like, like that. Am I like like mentally uh, verbally attacking her to you guys? Like, we're just silly. No, we're not. Yeah, we're well, just you are silly. right now. <laughs> You guys should hear him when the mics aren't on. Anyway, just tell, tell us more <laughs> okay. about Carnosaur. Anyway, okay, Carnosaur. I was totally joking, by the way. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Were, I, sorry, anyway, okay, talk about how you like okay. this film over Color Out of Space. I really did. Oh, I actually would put this movie within the same realm of Jurassic Park, but I think this movie was better. <laughs> If I would have saw what? this movie instead of Jurassic Park as a kid, You're oh out of your my mind. god, it was. The- you were out of your I mind. I am not. I am not. You, I even liked. Hold it's on. not even the same fucking realm. Uh, it is in the same realm because there's dinosaurs. Yeah, but and this it's is scary. straight to video nineties. I don't care. I, I give loved it, it a score based on that, not necessarily. If I had I to didn't. Comp- I gave it a score based on a fucking movie. All right. Well, <laughs> continue on. Anyway, I even liked the the aspect of like the corporate greed versus like the hippie people trying to get him to stop tearing up the earth shit and then they're like like oh i gotta make that money and don't tell anybody the chickens are fucking sick okay we can't let anybody know those chickens are sick you know what's funny a lot of people don't realize like younger people don't realize that that was an issue back in the 80s that we were trying to tackle oh and how it fluctuates and stuff you know right but anyway so, yeah. I didn't think it was that cheesy. So you literally think that this movie's better than Jurassic Park? I really do. All right. I like like all the things going on. Everything escalated like quickly, and it got like batshit crazy right. in the beginning. And you know, I like that. Okay, Those I mean, you're I like. blowing my mind with this, but okay. <laughs> Michael Crichton is probably cutting himself right now. Like he doesn't give a shit what I say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I do have to mention there was this. What there were a few parts in it. Oh, you know he can't really say much either because I realized that that's right. He passed away in 2008. So, wow, this is just a fun-filled well, episode he's full of uh, here with us now. Mistaken we'll, shit. I'll seance him later, and he can possess me. Okay. Anyway, so there are a few parts in this. Disrespectful, by the way. <laughs> Get over it. Okay, anyway, I need to get back to my point. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are a few parts in this movie where it looks like these dinosaurs were like in a rave. And I was like, oh my God, this came out in like 1993. Maybe this is where raves came from. Yeah, and right. I think we need to bring back dino raves. Okay, you're freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, okay, and then one other thing I really liked, it was weird at first where the, how they had the little... Uh, the narration tags in it mm-hmm. where they had the, that made no sense. Like it would say where they were and then it would say something per million like cells. It was all scientific. Yes, I couldn't read it in time. It was too fast. Yeah, but I did like it because they did kind of jump all over the place. So it was helpful to know like what the fuck they were doing at the. And we're not getting into spoilers, time. right? No, I'm not getting. Okay. Into I was like, wait, what, what were you no, doing? I was just saying I, I just liked that aspect of how the movie jumped all over the place. With okay. Those little attacks. Anyway, really like this movie. Eight out of ten. All right. Yeah. I'm, hey, good luck, guys. <laughs>
The podcast's yours now, Chris. No, seriously. Oh, fuck it out! You guys, if you if you like See, I don't even think it was that cheesy either. I really liked it as a movie. I mean, I really liked the movie. It's really high on my list as far as like, you know, cheesy nineties movies, but I'm just saying, like better See, better yeah. than color out of this color out of space. Yeah, hell better yeah. Than, better than fucking Jurassic Park. You have It was better than Jurassic Park. My mind has shit out my you, ass. You guys right now. go to YouTube right now and just watch this movie and then listen to the rest of us. All right. <laughs> I want to get it. I want to hear some of your trivia, though. I want to see uh, like, I got what some you, trivia. you found out. So it gives a 7.5 from both of us, guys. Just so you know. 8 out of 10. I would have given this movie a 10 out of 10. I mean, I would watch it again for sure. It's it's You got to be in one of those moods sometimes for some of these movies. You know, it's like it, it's a surprise when you're not really looking. You don't know what to pick. Pick right. Carnosaur. You right. know, you're like, Ugh. I am so excited to see the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucking They're going to pale in comparison, but we'll find out on next week. Well, we don't guys. know. We'll see. All right, guys. So I have some trivia for you. So if you don't want to listen to the spoilers or anything about this um, before you get into it, we've given you your warning. And uh, yeah, you should watch this movie. It's pretty cool. So if not, skip to the next movie that we talk about, Tammy and the T-Rex, by following the timestamps down below. So in this movie, they have a company, a corporate company that does science experiments called Eunice uh, is the main science company. OK, in the beginning, a guy in a trailer who is Doc, who's in this movie, he's like watching a movie getting drunk. That is brain dead. Which the director of this movie did, Brain Dead. Oh, Brain Dead. I had known that Roger Corman had directed or, or produced it, but I didn't uh-huh. know that he, the guy who made this movie, directed it. So that what part was, was a surprise to me. But so the name of the oh. company in. Yeah, so the the he's watching the TV, getting shit faced, and then walks out. That's Brain Dead that they're watching with Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton, which I, I always tell people to watch because I love it. They even have a truck that has a label of the corporation on the side where they're doing the rock quarry thing. Uh, it says Eunice on there on the side of the truck because the, Eunice is actually this nefarious corporate conglomerate dabbling in some pretty bad things in both of these movies. Right. So Brain Dead and Carnosaur. So oh, is, is it connected? Obviously it is. Because I remember in, in Brain Dead, if you guys have seen it, they are trying to figure out a way to do quick lobotomies on people to change their personalities. And he's like, put the new you in Eunice. And he's like, the new you in Eunice. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. And then he's like, yeah, why don't we just have a drive through and just have people drive up and do a fucking quick, you know, drive through lobotomy. <laughs> and he's like drunk as shit. Like Bill Bill uh, Pullman actually is. So maybe the science they were using in this movie was also the type of science they were using in Brain Dead. They are, it's definitely the same conglomerate. Now, I, I've mm-hmm. never recognized the, the connection of the, the companies. And now I feel like. I wonder how many movies are connected to Eunice uh-huh. in his world, or at least the director's world. Right. I don't know. So I thought that was an interesting little Easter egg, or it's not really an Easter egg. It's just a little background on it that you probably won't hear from other uh, podcasts, by the way. <laughs> um, so you already mentioned the budget of this film. So a lot of the Tyrannosaurus Rex effects were the the big one in the movie. They did this by doing like a miniature with a remote controlled puppet in a man suit. 
<laughs> and a full-size 16-foot-tall robot. However, only a handful of shots involved the full-size robot, which they had too narrow of a range of movements to be convincing. So the man in the suit provided equally cumbersome and was also scrapped. Uh-huh. So most of the effects shots were accomplished with a remote control miniature and then some hand puppets. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was interesting, yeah. I know they use a lot of depth perspective depth yeah. perception shots. Well, it's not depth perception, it's it's perspective. Oh, okay. Just perspective shots where you pull the 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 puppet closer to the camera while shooting behind it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's really big. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they use diopter shots on those kind of things because diopter shots put both the background and the up close item in focus. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> but Maybe someone can uh, correct me on that. But anyway, so the original author, John Brosnan, who wrote the book under the pseudonym Harry Adam Knight, by the way. So he was the actual writer. He was first approached to write the screenplay in the mid-1991 by Roger Corman's wife, Julie Corman, who was also a director and producer for with Together, um, who formalized the deal at brosnan's drinking club and drew up the contract in a, on a bar napkin so as the film was meant to be com- competing with jurassic park brosnan later wrote that he was a taken back when it was revealed that the film's budget would have only been one million dollars although uh, yeah so it was gonna right. like paltry amount of fucking right money okay, yeah so he was concerned that the the restrictive budget would require a reduction in the amount of dinosaurs used but Corman assured him that he was free to write whatever he wanted and that any modifications would be made in the final draft. So once he sent his first draft to Hollywood, he lost all contact with the film crew. His screenplay had, in fact, been heavily revised to the point where his credit had been reduced to the original story. Oh, wow. So, that sucks. Right. Dude. I know. Well, hey, man, Roger Corman likes to get shit done, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. So, shit happens. <clears throat> yeah. So I guess that's a big sore uh, subject. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, some of these I'm pulling off of, of IMDb, by the way way because this is not an easy movie to pull fucking trivia from so yeah you know i gotta do what i can because some of the stuff you find on imdb guys just for those of you out there who sleuth around for stuff too just out of curiosity isn't always true right it's publicly made you know like trivia like wikipedia very much so yeah so you get you 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 might be partially right you might be completely wrong you never really know so um although john brosnan he disliked roger corman's film adaptation of the novel he nonetheless credited it with having raised greater awareness of his original story oh okay so it wasn't all bad Right. You know. Because, oh, then now that's true. Because now I, I would kind of like to read that book now to see what was so different between this and the movie. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, I guess. And that's a rarity to see in film, mm-hmm. especially back then. So also, uh, if you guys are familiar with John Carl Beechler, uh, he who passed away recently, not too long ago, Corman felt that stop motion techniques and optical effects would interfere with the filming. So uh, John Carl uh, Beechler agreed with him that all... All the creatures would be in real-time models 
and constructing the dinosaurs, he hired Mike Jones to sculpt the Dino Icius, and that's how they say it, I guess, and Jeff Fairley to sculpt the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The first creature constructed for the film, uh, Fairley's three foot T Rex animatronic puppet, served as the basis for an unused suit model and a full scale prop, um, where they had like hinges and like cables that they were used to operate the creature in radio operated eyes. Oh, okay. So, so that's how that was done. Pretty interesting. I don't know. You know, and I, it's good to know the people who work on these kind of things in the right. background because there's some of the more underappreciated people and they really make the magic happen in the movies. Right. You know, like a lot of people are just like, oh, the director, he did a great job. But it's like, no, it's all these people, you know. Right. All the uh, background people. Right. So an interesting little thing here about this movie and uh, sort of grabbing on to better films than it, unless you're talking to Christina, um, <laughs> Dick, <laughs> uh, is that the end fight scene of this movie where they have like Doc fighting the creature in a like shiploader, it's Bobcat. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Beachler said that he later commented that the scene was nearly shot for shot modeled on the finale of Aliens. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So they used, you know, they accomplished it with the like the puppet being filmed in a miniature set, which featured like the scaled Doc Smith and shiploader, which he calls it a shiploader, but it was a bobcat, guys. Um, oh yeah. He designed the the scaled T Rex in order to use like a force perspective. That's what it's called. Force perspective. Yeah. Force perspective. Camera techniques. That's what they use to do it. They've done it in a lot of films. In fact, uh, I, I believe it was the. The brothers who did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, oh. um, they they loved that force perspective kind of thing. So pretty uh-huh. cool. Old, old technique, but anyway. So I thought that was really cool to point out. But there's not really that much more that's that interesting. A lot of it just kind of reverberates. I hope somebody picks, picks it up one of these days and like puts it on a Blu-ray or something. Well, they would never... Oh, yeah, you know who a might? You know who would might do it is maybe Vinegar Syndrome. That would be awesome. Or Vestron. That'd be awesome. I, I think because I th- I don't like if you guys know I would I, I I could probably do some research on it to figure it out or ask around but I'd like to know who owns some of these movies and I've never actually looked into it and I was literally um, thinking about that today uh-huh. like who owns these movies and how do you find out because every now and then like I'll go to like you know Synapse Films and be like hey you get, like I used to ask them all the time can you please bring the brain uh, to uh-huh. to the to, you know can you please redo the brain in 1080p and uh, uh, they would be like, oh, no, sorry, you know, like this person owns it until somebody sells it and oh, then it like uh-huh. bounces around. Like, so you wh- just got to keep bugging people until. Well, and a lot of people used to say that like um, Lionsgate would hold all these films for the longest time. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And that's why they started Vestron Video because, you know, it was to, well, not start it, but, you know, reuse the right. names and stuff to try to like push the occult the cult section of it but a lot of people are upset about that because they've kind of taken a backseat to it they right. don't really care oh. um so well, they do but they don't i don't want to speak for anybody but i'm just saying it, it appears that way to other people everything boils down to money <laughs> <laughs> anyway so Let's talk about some of the scenes that we liked. I wrote a few down. I know that we're kind of running long on this, guys, but it's just interesting stuff to talk about. Do you want to kick it off with one of the scenes or do you want me to do one? I have one right off the bat, I could say right now. Okay. 
Uh, I love that the chickens were popping. Oh, yeah. Like the chickens were fucking popping into a green mist and there would be like a fucking dino egg just in their place. Almost as big as them. Right. Which I just thought was great. It was cool. <laughs> and then also when uh, the um, when they would get impregnated and then they would Squirt rapidly grow in, inside of them. Yeah. And then they would just burst out of their bodies. Some and of them does... burst. Some of them gave birth. Right. But, but they the, all died. When the main doctor would the the main doctor lady had hers done i immediately thought of alien yeah Uh, you know what i mean i mean it wouldn't be past corman to get like a right but i mean even the dinosaur look like the (laughs) alien one of the first scenes that like really had me delighted is when the fucking drunk stereotypical kids are like almost drive off the quarry fucking cliff Uh uh-huh and then they like get out and he pees or whatever and they're all drinking and make it out in the car and they get shredded by the (laughs) carnosaur right that was fucking awesome it's like trying to get in the window and shit i was Uh like dude i was like this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love that scene even though the characters i didn't really kill up care about right you know them being killed i mixed all these words together but you know what i mean right (laughs) i thought it what thing that i was like what the fuck so doc's like a security like a night security guard he's supposed to to guard all the bobcats and the machinery right at right? the quarry yeah right so then all the the hippie kids and the the one chick the environmentalist mm-hmm. they they chain themselves to the the machinery in the middle of the fucking night like when they're not working i'm like what the fuck like who does that <laughs> well because that was what morning. you did back in the day is you well it was in more of an 80s thing oh I no think. no yeah i get that i just don't understand why they did it in the middle of the night like, wouldn't you want to do it, like, first thing in the morning before? Well, maybe they did it at night because then they wouldn't be stopped. But for, It was for the morning. Yeah, but there's a security guard there and dinosaurs. Yeah, well. They got shredded. So I thought that was silly. That was a really fun scene. Um, there was, like, I have, I thought it was really funny because they chained themselves to the Eunice equipment in protest. And then Doc says, fuck it, because he's like, you guys are going to get eaten by fucking bobcats. So, like, he foreshadows. Uh-huh. You know, them it's actually getting for. almost like he willed it to happen. So, you know, uh-huh. but then he leaves and runs to the diner for food. Meanwhile, they get shredded by the carnosaur uh-huh. who who eats a dude's face off, <laughs> which was, was so fucking cool. awesome. And then he chews off a woman's leg, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, and then he just started chewing it like a like a chicken leg. Yeah. You know, that was so funny. I just thought that was like beautiful fucking 90s B-movie magic right there. It was glorious. <laughs> I love that scene. So, did you notice that the um, the cutting edge fucking Eunice Corporation like had cameras everywhere, including the vehicles that they were driving oh, yeah, around? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, they didn't have Wi-Fi back <laughs> then. How are they getting this? Yeah, speed? like, what the fuck? There's no <laughs> cellular signal that would send video over it. Right. Like, how are they doing this? Although I guess they did have, you know camera technology to send a signal out like for football games and shit like that that's true you know or or um on the spot news shit like that but i was like i I thought to myself about the wi-fi thing which i actually looked up by the way oh you did (laughs) yeah so this movie came out in 93 right right so the first version of the 802.11 protocol which is Uh wi-fi was released in 1997 and Gave up to two megabits of speed per huh. second. Wow. 
I just I, thought it was interesting. Seven. Yeah. Like, yeah, that seems kind of late. But now that I think about it, that makes sense. I mean, I guess. I don't know. They they, they did have Wi-Fi back then, but it wasn't like commercial or right. residential. You couldn't or... use it and it wasn't that fast. Right. Like, it was, like, yeah. Well, even the internet, you plug into your phone line, it wasn't that fast. It wasn't until about that time that even put a patent in. But anyway, right, I just anyway. thought that'd be a fun little tidbit. That, that Oh, that's right. They had that the secretary who was for the scientist lady. Right. Diane Ladd. Oh, the the doctor. Yeah. 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 She had a secretary who lays a fucking giant green egg and dies. (laughs) And like Doc goes to the fucking because because the girl, the the environmentalist girl who he meets and like has this connection with for some reason, even though they're like complete opposites. Because they needed a love connection to the movie. Right. She gets sick. From the airborne activated fucking like reptile impregnating, yeah, impregnated <laughs> fucking disease or whatever. And then he takes her back to his little trailer, puts her in there to take care of her, and then goes to the scientist and is like, yo, what the fuck? You know, like, what's going on? <laughs> and he like holds her hostage, but then they're, they're kind of like buddies or something. Yeah, and, they and, did. Yeah. And then the lady gives birth to this egg and she dies and she's just so callous about it. Like, she doesn't even care about the woman who just died she only cares about the egg i need that egg right everything i dreamed of which is just like so ridiculous in a way because like the reason for her creating all the this disaster is because it belonged to the dinosaurs and we are mere ants and living in in their living rooms (laughs) and i'm like oh god and he makes the fucking jurassic park comment where he says He makes the comment, he says, it makes a great theme park, huh? Which I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's when we had to stop. It was like, wait, wait a second. But that doesn't really answer it. And it's like, but why? He's like, why? And then she's like, well, the earth isn't ours to destroy. I don't want to destroy the world. Just one unruly species. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? She even gives birth to one. Yes, she did give birth to one. Yeah, she dies. Her death is very doesn't matter. No, it, it really doesn't matter. she totally prepares for it. She's like, she sets down the little blanket and she's like, okay. She's like, here's my little baby bear coming out. This is my little squeezling. It just doesn't make any sense why there's like this airborne disease. Like, I don't understand Yeah, like that. everyone was all coughing. It was and, cool. Like, it was only the women. Yeah. It was only the women. It's weird. But then, then, then they have the sheriff in this movie, which is funny because we had in both of the movies we watched, it was two black sheriffs. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> it's just like, so many two, similarities yeah, here. Yeah, the two dinosaur movies we watched. Right. Yeah. Had two black sheriffs, which was uh, just a weird coincidence, I guess. But that happens here on the podcast all the time. But he kills one of the Carnos, and that little scene was fun. Because it comes running at him, and he mm-hmm. pumps it once in the chest with a <laughs> shotgun, and it screeches and falls, and then he stands over it proud. <laughs> and then you see its little claw, its little fucking yeah, like, little talon. Jerking. Yeah, and it just like oddly somehow punches through the back of his back and out his stomach. I think that was his tail. No, it was his. Cl- it was it his was, toe. It was his toe. Oh, it was his I claw. Th- oh, I thought it was his tail. Because they're kind of like raptors, but they're not. They're called dinonicotus. Right, but or they look they look exactly like raptors. Yeah, they kind of do, but you know, they just have big claws. So and he pumps it in the head with the fucking shotgun, and it pops. Right. Which was awesome. I love that. It was. 
Oh, that I forgot to mention. The scientist lady, I remember now, she cuts open her own stomach. She rips open her own stomach to let the egg escape. Oh, I thought. The, oh no, it's not an egg. It's just the creature. Yeah, I thought the I thought the creature like busted through her stomach. Right, so she was like infected too, and she didn't give right, a fuck. Right, because she wanted to be. But it was a really cool scene where she like rips open her stomach that doesn't bleed for some reason, and then this little like <laughs> alien fucking homage again. Right. Is that part right there? Right. So, what'd you think of the end? Uh, big fight scene with the two bobcats and fucking Doc and Thrush Throat Cottage coming out. It was out. ridiculous. <laughs> throat Cottage. <laughs> we really should have done a Thrush shot, huh? Oh, with, with no. like cottage cheese and vodka. Oh, God, you're grossing me out. <laughs> you're grossing me out. I thought it was good. It was ridiculous. Uh, it's cool. Like, they take chunks out of it, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, he slams into it. Like, t- Well, he goes to fight it and then just stands there in the bobcat like an idiot, <laughs> and then it turns it over, and then she saves the day. Right, as she The should. environmentalist who should be protecting animals kills it, mind you. <laughs> so I guess there's not much of a... Didn't she shoot it? It's a fine line between murderous fucking environmentalists and not. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to say there. What did they what? Did she shoot it? No, she right? just stabbed it in the back and then I think <gasps> Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, like Yeah, they fight like she 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 kills it and it knocks um she takes a big chunk out of it and then it goes down to bite her bobcat and then she bips it in the under the chin. Uh-huh. And knocks it over and then it, it dies. Oh, okay. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I just, I don't know where. Oh, no, I no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. She gets knocked out somehow, doesn't she? Because, like, he is the one that's in the bobcat, and he's like, God, I hate wildlife. And then he bips it into, under the chin with the fucking arm. Oh, that's the right. The claw, and uh-huh. then, like, hits it in the face, and it falls over. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I thought that was really funny. But then they go back into the trailer to relax, I guess, and, like, say, oh, it's over, you know, finally it's over. And a bunch of these guys who are, like, investigating the fucking scientist lady, they were trying to quarantine this whole fucking thing, like, go in there and fucking, they've been murdering everybody throughout the whole fucking movie. Right. They just go in and light them all up. Right. She's already taken the serum because he gets the serum from the scientist lady because he forces her he's like look I'll shoot all these fucking eggs right now if you don't give me the serum right make sure she doesn't get pregnant yeah that ending was that was pretty dope I I don't know about that I did I like I mean it's it's whatever like to know that there's sequels you know yeah I wonder where it's gonna go I know so excited well We'll be doing it next week, guys. So, but we do have another movie to talk about, and that is Tammy and the T Rex. Booyah! And I did actual work on this. Yeah, one. he did all the work <laughs> uh, on the whole episode. Yes. Okay, I'll just <laughs> cool. You just talk, and I'll just be like, "Oh fuck yeah, you!" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Tammy and the T Rex came out in 1994, so a year after we were on the Dino craze after the fucking whole Jurassic Park thing. Um, but it was also called Tammy and the Teenage T Rex. I don't like that name. I don't either. It's a little weird, wordy. It's way it doesn't wordy. roll off the tongue. Like I don't know, and that's probably why they ended up. But I have some trivia on that. Oh, okay. Uh, so the story is an evil scientist implants the brain of Michael, a murdered high school student, into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. He escapes, wreaks havoc and vengeance on his high school tormentors and is reunited by the sweetheart of his life, Tammy. Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was a good voice there, bud. Yeah, I'm trying. Hire me. Hire me. <laughs> if you're listening now, hire me. I'll I do it. I'll suck a dick. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> Okay. Anyway, this movie is written and directed by Stuart Raffel. Raffel. Uh, he did movies like The Philadelphia Experiment, Ice Pirates, Mac and Me, Mannequin 2, On the Move, which was kind of terrible. Uh, like the beginning half was okay, but then they go back in time and shit. Uh-huh. Do you remember Mannequin? No. Oh, wait. Yeah, I remember the first Mannequin. Because, yeah, the first Mannequin, they had those glasses where you had the like cool right. like shaped glasses. And, the, right. and it was like really popular. Those glasses became really popular. They even sold them at McDonald's. Oh. Like you could get a pair at McDonald's, I think, as a promotional thing oh, okay. for the, the movie. Uh-huh. Which I, I had a pair. I don't know what it was for, but it might have been for, like, Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Later. So I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. But um, he also did Passenger 57. He wrote for that movie with Wesley Snipes, oh. which I haven't seen in forever. kind of makes me want to watch it. This movie wasn't written only by Stuart Raffle. It was also written by Gary Brockett, who's mostly known as an assistant director and acting. He assisted on a movie called Nursey, Survival Island, The Haunting Hour, Don't Think About It by R.L. Stein, and many other different productions. So this was kind of like a big thing. Mm -hmm. Some of the cast in this movie is Denise Richards, who plays Tammy. She was in movies like The World Is Not Enough with Pierce Brosnan. James Bond. Yeah. 007. <laughs> Uh, Starship Troopers, Wild Things, Loaded Weapon 1, <laughs> Valentine, Scary Movie 3, and many, many more. Um, excuse me. You forgot the most important one. What? She is also a part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, yes. How could I forget? She's my favorite housewife. <laughs> Besides Kyle Richards, because she was in Halloween. But anyway. You done? I'm just kidding. I'm done. <laughs> I know that she, I mean, I could look it up, but it wouldn't be, wouldn't be something I'd be like, oh, she was in Housewives? Like, <laughs> nah. No, she's not. Nah, brah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. There's also Theo Forsett in this movie. He plays Byron. He was in a movie called Street Night, Mantis, a TV movie, and some roles in TV. It also has Paul Walker in this movie. He plays the character of Michael. He's mostly known, of course, for Fast, Fast and, and the, the Furious. Furious. Yeah, all the way up to seven, I think he was in. Uh-huh. And They're uh, on like nine now, but anyway. Yeah. And uh, he was also in movies like The Lazarus, <laughs> the Lazarus Project, Running Scared, a personal favorite, Joyride, and Pleasantville. He I've was, never seen Pleasantville. You need to see that movie, and I I'll we need to I buy have. it because it's good. I like it. It's not a horror movie, by the way, guys. <laughs> uh, but it's got fucking Toby McGuire, who he's fascinated with a TV show that's like Leave It to Beaver from the fifties, and he watches it all the time. And him and his sister fight over a remote control, and <laughs> they go into the movie in black and white and turn the movie into color. Oh, is that Reese Witherspoon's in that? I think so. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's good. Um, also in this movie is Terry Kaiser, who plays Dr. Walkenstein. He is the Bernie character in Weekend at Bernie's. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, there's two. Yeah. The second cool. one had voodoo, I think, yeah. in it. Anyway. It was good. The doctor in Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood. Oh. He was also in The Fall Guy show for many years. He was in a movie called From a Whisper to a Scream, Mannequin 2 again. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Speed Demons and many more. 
Huh. Also, one of my favorite, like, no-name guys who's always in the background is like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. George Buckflower. He plays Deputy Norville. He's, oh, uh, yeah. He's okay. in They Live, Starman, Issa, She-Wolf of the SS, The Witch Who Came from the Sea, The Fog, Escape from New York, Sorority Jeez. Babes in Slimeball, Pumpkinhead, Maniac Cop, Mac and Me, Cheerleader Camp, Puppet Master 2, Spontaneous Combustion, and literally I could just keep going. Right. But I had to give him some love. He's he's no longer with us, and he was uh-huh. just one of those guys. Right. I don't know. I always you appreciate him. you see him and you're him. like, hey, I know that guy. Well, yeah, it's more than that. There's he. Right. I'll talk about it later, but okay. also in this movie is George Pilgrim, who plays Billy. He was in a movie called Time Master, which I vaguely remember and I want to see again. He played uh, Billy the Kid in that movie, and he was also in Adam's Family Reunion as some sort of family member that's hungry. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, okay. Also stars Sean Whalen, who plays the character Weasel, part of Billy's gang. He was obviously Roach in People Under the Stairs. Twister, Three from Hell, Death House, The Axe Murders of Villisca, Constantine, TV Show, and many more. Wow. So what were your thoughts on this movie, Christina? Oh, I, oh yeah, the movie. Also, the movie, uh, they had a million dollars to make this movie. Oh, well, that's Go. good. What's your thoughts? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this movie was ridiculous. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good word. It is the worst T-Rex I've ever seen in my life. I know. I, think I understand. It's an animatronic dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But apparently the animatronic T-Rex can use its tiny arms to dial a phone in a payphone booth. It could pick up a man with this tiny little hand. Like all good dinosaurs. <laughs> this animatronic dinosaur cried. Yeah. And this time was- and and he also blew kisses. <laughs> it shows you just how serious this movie is. Right. And this animatronic dinosaur is clunky as fuck. Right. <laughs> All right. No, it, this movie was okay. The dialogue alone, it was killing me. It was just a bunch of bad jokes and puns. Yeah. Like the whole dialogue. There's some funny stuff, though. Yeah, there's some funny funny stuff but some of the jokes were a little bit you wouldn't be able to get away with it nowadays Uh uh-huh um i felt that cast just kind of rolled with it like they knew they were acting in like a ridiculous movie oh i'm sure they did yeah yeah, so they were like let's just have fun with it and they did and you could tell Mm -hmm. because you could tell you know when they're overacting because you know you have to there were some really funny lines in this movie that i'll I'll talk about there was but i think there were like too many funny yeah it's pretty frequent funny lines um the you know the plot was obviously ridiculous but it was obviously fun seven out of ten that's it (laughs) yeah so it didn't beat carnosaur but it was almost as good Uh, almost almost it was fun it was just a fun movie you know what i mean it it, you know it was so bad it was good but it was that between six and seven you're kind of like sounds like you're between six and seven okay so i'll just say seven out of ten okay and what did you think well, this this has been something that I've actually been looking forward to watching, like very anxious to watch it 
and, you know, sink my teeth into this ridiculousness. I never saw the original PG-13 film back in the day and just sort of blindly bought the 4K transfer for the movie. Yeah, you are just like, we gotta get this. Yeah, well, because Nick <laughs> saw the, at Cinepocalypse in uh-huh. Chicago, they played a copy of it before Vinegar Syndrome put it out uh-huh. at one of the festivals. And uh, it was a huge hit. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of blown away that I've never seen this movie before, even the PG-13 version. The R, obviously, nobody has until it got released. But knowing that they made an R cut for it is really well all I needed to know to take right. the plunge. Because watching the trailer, you're like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Right. Um, now, did it live up to the expectations for me? I would say yes. And no, like, I think it's an extremely (laughs) over the top, silly movie that most definitely benefits from the extra gore. Like, honestly, it makes it a better movie. It does. uh, Because the gore is super fun. I I enjoyed it. It's not too serious. Doesn't look too real. (laughs) Not at all. That's pretty bad, actually. But it's, it's, it's enjoyable gore. Right. Uh, it's not as much as I was hoping there would be in this movie either. So, but it definitely sort of tones down all of that towards the end. So like the Mm -hmm. further along you get into the movie, the less gore you get, you know, and it's Mm kind of like that kind of, I feel, I felt like it missed a little bit, but whatever, it's not a big deal. The movie's fully aware of how ridiculous it really is. Right. Were your expectations just... For it being so silly, your expectations were high for it to be like out of control. Well, it's 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 definitely a so bad it's good film, mm-hmm. but it's almost too self aware for it to be considered such. Right? Does that make sense? Yes, that is exactly how I feel. Right? Like like you know it's when you watch Troll Two. That guy wanted to make a masterpiece. Right. And it was nothing of the sort. So there's a difference between yeah. so bad it's good and intentionally so bad right. it's good. Right. So I don't know how That's to categorize exactly. that or, you know, and, and, and so bad it's good is overused. I know I'm a big culprit for it. But here's my middle finger. Anyway. <laughs> So there's there's literally so many over the top jokes in this film, like over the top reactions, over the top dialogue that will either make you laugh, cringe or scratch your head as to why they included it. It's in a good and a bad way, though. So I'm not like just I'm not shitting on this movie, guys. Like I enjoyed it. So if you can't stomach like that kind of humor, though, it's going to be really bad for you. Mm -hmm. Like you might not like it. You might not be able to handle this movie at all. Right. Like, I don't know. But I think some of the gore might kind of help in that department. So it's it's definitely excels in quantity over quality. Right. Uh, in that perspective. But uh, I think it has a lot of great moments thrown into it, though. Lots of very dated humor, like you mentioned, that would definitely not pass for today's world. No way. Uh, like really bad gay jokes. Even, really bad. You know, even dated for its time, I think. Right. You know, like, like the, I don't know how to explain it, but they have some diverse ideas in this. And I'm not bringing that up because I need that to be in a movie necessarily. But it is kind of diverse in what they added the different characters in this film. So I don't think it is intentionally trying to poke the bear. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that like, makes sense. So it, it definitely feels kind of like a like a male sexy dino chick flick. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's a guy film about a girl right. falling in love with a dinosaur, dinosaur. and it's kind of sexy in a in a weird, like kind of cute way. 
Right. Uh, but you can definitely tell that it's sort of written by like an older guy, if that makes sense. Not try to say that I care because <laughs> I really don't. It's just too ridiculous to even go there. Right. With the whole wokeness or whatever it is like, you know, but it is always interesting when you watch movies from like the 80s and 90s and like compare it to today because right. things are so vastly different. And even in the 90s, because that feels like more rel- more recent than like the 80s. Right. You know, for me. Yeah, because we, we were older children. Right. Then. Like we, we were grew teenagers. Up. That was when that we were more te- cognizant of right, what was of going what on was around going on, around. Yeah. yeah, And we were making decisions for ourselves. Right. So I always make that comparison for that reason. But anyway, I still enjoyed it quite a bit, but I was expecting it to go a little bit more wild with its ideas. You know, I was pleased to see George Buck flower in this because his films, he's like cinema's famous underappreciated drunken grandpas of fucking film Uh because he's been in everything and he usually plays a drunk bum (laughs) and he does it really fucking well. Like Uh he's almost typecasted in it too much. Right. Or some sort of bumbling dumb guy you know Mm. but i just love him for some reason this time though he plays a deputy and not some sort of side character that like marty bumps into when he returns back to the future Uh you know which is just like a little tiny role so he's like actually one of the bigger characters in this film He's got like a lot of lines and for some reason he looks really young in this. And I think it's because he usually has like this full beard going on in most of the movies uh and he fully shaved it off for like, you know, you Uh know, I don't know. It's just weird looking at it. So I just I just wanted to mention him a little bit. Uh So for fans of of those people who have seen him in in movies, like I think we watched another movie where he gets smacked by a truck, (laughs) which was pretty awesome. Denise Richards is in this movie and she does her role how she was directed pretty much nothing too fantastic i mean pretty sweet and innocent kind of thing cute yeah she was cute it was a cute Cute thing teenager i I, you know i don't know what it is but i have always had this like weird thing about her because of the fucking movie starship troopers and how she kind of does johnny (laughs) uh johnny from the movie starship troopers kind Uh of wrong in a way like so you you hold it a grudge against an actress I'm not, playing it's, I'm a not, character. Uh, it's, it's against her character, but I can't help remove that a little bit. I'm not. I'm not against her. I actually think she's pretty cool. Um, but I just remember going through like a really tough time watching Starship Troopers with her in it. And oh, then, okay. So and, you're and, and the same situation was happening to me right in front of me, uh-huh. like it was for him. So I'm like, <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's the you know you got to separate the uh, art from the person, I right. guess. Anyway, but Paul Walker's performance in this is very early Paul. You know, it's the the closest I could think of it. It was his role in Pleasantville, uh-huh. but definitely not the cool guy that you might think of in Fast and the he's, Furious. Right. He's, he's very he's very young and kind of you know wet behind the ears, young and dumb. Yeah, so but. <laughs> My favorite role of him is always going to be Running Scared because, you know, it's re- it's actually a good scared. Paul Walker film. What is that? I don't it's the know. one where he has the neighbor whose kid is the neighbor's kid is friends with his son. He's a <gasps> under. Well, I don't want to say. Oh, OK. No, I remember now. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Right. It's a really if you guys haven't seen Running Scared, it's got like some weird Nosferatu type shit in it. But yeah, he it's, was really good in that. It's, too. it's a such a fast paced like romp 
and ride of all these different stories like combining into one mm-hmm. and it's a really fun watch and I, I loved him it in it. Now. I know I do too just talking <laughs> about it like that. But yeah, essentially he his neighbor kid fires a gun and all these like occurrences happen. He hides the gun. The gun was in his basement and so he's got to hide it and like all this crazy shit happens and it's fucking wild. And it's got young Vera Farmiga in it too who is from Bates Motel mom. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. The Conjuring. She was really good in that. Right. And I thought she was hot back then when I watched that movie. <laughs> anyway, so it's also this movie back to fucking I know I get off sidetracked here. Tammy and here. the T-Rex. Yeah, back to Tammy and the T-Rex, though. It's it's interesting to see the director of Ice Pirates later work, you know? Because when I was a kid, I loved that movie. So it's one of those movies that, you know, it's like, oh, she shouldn't be watching that, Alex. Cause Ice there's, Pirates? That's a kid's movie? It's not a kid's movie. Oh. That's why I'm saying. Okay. It's, it's not, not one of those out. movies that you should be watching, but it was, I believe it was PG-13, but it was a hard PG-13 for kids. I, Ice Pirates. Yeah, it's a fucking 80s gem, dude. 80, I, I always thought of it as like Buckaroo Banzai. Like those two movies, were Ice Pirates and Buckaroo Banzai, were very similar. I don't know what either of those are. Well, and we need I to watch them. I don't think em. I want to know. It's not a porno. Ice Pirates? Yes. <laughs> I know it sounds silly to you, but it's not a silly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just nice to see, because like he also did Mac and Me, which is a fucking weird film, uh, like in general. Is like, that the with the dog the whistling alien that's like supposed to be like et ripoff mac and me i haven't seen it oh my god anyway (laughs) overall i would say that this is better than average but sort of slows down by the end of the movie so you kind of lose a lot of what you liked about the movie you really do yeah the momentum is like really halted a little bit and it just kind of like is a movie by the end whereas in the beginning i was actually kind of laughing and you know, seeing the like animatronic thing and some of the gore was pretty cool, but it just the frequency of all that good stuff just disappears mm-hmm. um, and it goes a little bit more serious. So I don't I don't know. It's just maybe it's just a weird mix for me, but I'm glad I own it. And I'm sure it will be one of those movies that someone's like, oh, you own that movie and I'll watch it and right. I'll have no problem watching it. So it's just a weird piece of film history that fits nicely on my shelf, personally. Right. And uh, some people will probably like it more than me, probably, because I already know some people. But I would say I'd give it like a 6.5, maybe a 6 out of 10. Oh, you gave it lower than me. For cheesy horror 90s, right. like sci-fi, adventure, fantasy, dino, whatever movies, you know, that straight to video kind of thing. Right, right. Because exactly. it was never a theatrical re- release and neither was... Um, Cardasaur. So, mm-hmm. so I do have some trivia on this. This will be the spoilers section for those of you who do not want to hear this kind of shit. You better move on and pack your bags, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but uh, for those of you that don't mind and who have seen this, you can watch it on Shutter. By the way, just as a reminder, you can pick. You know, if you if you have the five dollars subscription each month, you can get Shutter. I always include. I think it's worth the money personally, and I'm I'm not paid by them. They don't give me a free account or anything like that. Although I wish they would, because <laughs> I I think I've gotten more people to sign up for fucking Shutter than uh, most people. Right. Uh, so, um, but the trivia for this we have. So in the extras on the disc um, that I got from Vinegar Syndrome, by the way, the director had immigrated to the U.S. So he he was born in uh, England and then he immigrated to the United States. His first job was training wild animals. That was his first job that he had. And he actually trained horses. 
So when he came out here, he wanted to work. He worked for a movie studio, like helping out with horses and shit and wild animals and shit, like all kinds of wild animals, not just horses. But they had him work on there. And eventually he got to the point where he was, you know, making movies and stuff like that. So it's kind Uh of a cool little story, you know, like the American dream, so to speak, you know, especially being in the entertainment industry. Kind of cool. Uh, the T-Rex in the film was a dino, by the way, from a theme park. Hmm. So they had this f- fucking already made animatronic fucking dinosaur, um, but they only had access to it for three weeks. <laughs> and literally three weeks from pretty much when they found out they could get it. Oh, wow. So they had to rush this movie. So weird. Yeah, it's really crazy. So because they they that was the big piece that they needed, you right. know, they and it was either make one and spend all this extra money or use one that already had it and it could do all these things um, that they already had for it. So they were like, okay, but they rushed it. Even wrote the script around the areas that was closest to it. Like <laughs> I think he said Thousand Oaks, California, is where they right. shot a lot of it. Paul Walker's first film, supposedly, Stuart Raffle said, the director. Oh. But he uh, he said he was 18 years old when he stopped in, which I think that part is right. But he this is definitely not Paul Walker's first film. Oh, okay. So in the extras, he says that. But technically, Paul Walker's first film was another classic from Troma called Monster in the Closet. Oh. Which was a great film when I was a kid. I loved that movie. Uh-huh. Super cool. Uh, it is the concept of Monsters Incorporated, by the way. Wow. Monsters Incorporated stole that idea Ripped from Monster from in the trauma. Closet. <laughs> Not joking. That's funny. That story, because they go through closets into other people's houses. Oh, okay. And the monster comes from that dimension. Uh-huh. Well, it's pretty crazy, it's right? crazy, yeah. Uh, some people always forget about when they watch, when they think about that, they're like, oh, yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, look it up. I think it might be on uh, Prime, but I could be wrong. Uh, If it's not on Prime, it's under the Full Moon Pictures. Oh, channel. Subscription. Uh Yeah, channel thing. Someone said that this is Denise Richards' first movie and job, too. But I know that she did a lot. I think it was, but she had done a lot of TV shows and stuff like that. Oh, I thought she did a lot of modeling before this. She did a lot of stuff before. She wasn't as new as they were making it seem. Uh But I found out later on, so... Um, during the filming of this movie, a fire broke out in California and they were told to leave by the firefighters and the assistant director was such a fucking nut to get work done. He said, give me a hundred dollars to the director and the director or producer, I think it was. Uh-huh. And he was like, uh, okay. And he gave him a hundred bucks and he was like, I'll be right back. Oh my and then God. he goes and talks to the firefighter, like the <gasps> chief. And he's like, here's a hundred dollars. Just let us finish our shoot here in the next 15, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Cause they were telling them to leave right then and there. Wow. And they were like, okay, you got 15 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. That's scary. Right. And the, and the, those fires out there are dangerous. Right. And the fucked up thing is that Denise Richards in the commentary, she's or not commentary, but in the extras, she uh-huh. said that she mentioned that they barely made it out of there. Wow. But she really admired mm-hmm. that kind of, Panaz uh-huh. for Gotta filmmaking. Get the job yeah, done, like yeah. it really inspired her. Oh wow. So um now a lot of people don't know why this movie was all the gore was cut out, and he doesn't really talk about it that much because it's really not that fascinating of a story. And I was a little disappointed to know. But really what it came down to is that when he had the film edited and cut, the guy who who edited it and the producer and everything cut uh-huh. it, cut all this shit up. 
He was oh. he made the movie so that it would be enjoyed by the audience in like another country. Oh. So when he got the final cut back, all of that shit was gone. Oh, I'd be pissed. He said that it really fucked him up. Right. And he was like having a panic attack practically. And then he had to get drunk in order to deal with it because he had shot all this extra footage and everything like that. Wait, isn't the director usually in or involved in the editing process? They they can sometimes pick who the editor is. And yeah. then they're supposed to just trust them? No, they sometimes work with them, but it's not guaranteed. This is oh, a low-budget okay. film we're talking oh, about. Yeah, but still. I... It's not like Spielberg sitting down next to the editor, you know what I mean? Like, And maybe in his world it is, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I would have still said. It, he didn't have control. That's, that's their product. Sense. He was hired. That's how it was care. done. I don't care. I would still be like, let me in. I'd be, like, beating on the door. Let me in. That, that's the most I got out of it. I didn't really hear about it. And I didn't listen to the audio commentary. So if oh, you guys did and you listened country. to that. Yeah. So if you guys listen to the audio commentary, let me know. Because I'd really like to know. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to it because it's a lot of work. Right. <laughs> Plus, I want to save some of the stuff on the disc for people to fucking get on their own. You know, I didn't tell everything that they talked about in the uh, extras. Well, you can't because there's a lot. Yeah. Also, he uh, mentioned the director mentioned that Terry Kaiser was the you know, he's the mad scientist guy in the movie. The Dr. Wankenstein, um, the director loved him because he was just like so animated. He brought this whole new flair to the movie because before they started this movie, it was supposed to be taken seriously, like in a love story. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a weird love story. Yeah, and then he was like, ah, we're changing it. It's going to be a comedy now. When they <laughs> when they got Terry Kaiser in there. Oh. Because he was just so full of energy and over-the-top acting right. that he was just like, okay. So a lot of this was changed on the fly, stuff like that. Some of the stuff Carrie, Terry Kaiser did was like all his own. He was really good in this, too. Oh, for an overtop character doctor sort of thing. Yeah, right. I mean, definitely. And they, and they reminded me a lot of a, who was in Rocky and Bullwinkle? The Boris and Natasha. Okay. From the cartoon. Kind of probably, yeah. That makes a lot the of sense, The evil actually. villains with the, the, the tall, slinky sure. chick. Bullwinkle. And yeah, Rocky Bullwinkle, Boris Natasha. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Also, Denise Richards had said that Paul Walker was really great to work with and that he really had no ego at the time, at least, um, and that he was like really a hard worker. Also, the guy who played Billy, George Pilgrim, was super superstitious about getting his head removed in the movie mm -hmm. because he thought that something bad was going to happen. And sure enough, he was bungeed on the back with a harness and a, oh, yeah. and a fake dino head on his head and he got yanked up into the fucking sky you know by the dino which is supposed to look like he's getting eaten and right. get his head removed and they drop the body and everything well behind the scenes what you don't see is that he went up in the air like really high <laughs> came back down the head that's on top of it has f sharp teeth right and it would close every time oh my god that he was falling so he had to protect himself from getting cut in the face and Ooh, losing an eye and shit like Jesus. that. And he was fucking lit pissed, right. like screaming. And then he said that the, well, he told the director, he was like, I'm not doing another fucking shot. Forget it. I was fucking died. <laughs> and the director was like, hey, great shot, guys. Everybody. Good job. <laughs> so like he was like, I don't care if you got it or not. I'm not doing it again. Period. 
We could tell because you could see the harness. Yeah, <laughs> you can like, see obviously. it. Well, especially in like 1080p or 4K. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just thought that was really funny. He did. Uh, he kind of recollected like him and Paul Walker when they they were both weirded uh, weirded out about the testicle fighting scene, oh. which is ridiculous. The testicle war. Yeah, where they were grabbing each other's nuts and pulling on it really hard for like the longest time. They were like, "You let go. You let go. No, I'm not letting go. Do you let go?" <laughs> He said that the the guy behind the scenes gave them like both large cups, like the size of like a giant. He was like, this isn't going to fit me like and they both refused to wear it. So they were like, I guess we're just going to have to grab each other's crotches or something like that. (laughs) And so they shot the scene without the cups. And apparently when Billy gets dragged off by the two deputies, one of those guys had a heart attack right there during that moment. Really? So he's like, (gasps) they're like debating whether this is the first day of shooting, too, by the way. Oh, shit. So he's like. The Billy guy who got who or um, George Pilgrim was like, I don't know if I want to do this movie. And even Paul Walker apparently was like, I don't know if I want to do yeah, this movie bad either juju. because they changed everything last minute. And then like we're yanking on each other's dicks the first day. And like he was like, I don't know if I want to do this. He's like, this seems like a bad set to be on. <laughs> Anyway, there was that scene in the movie where Paul Walker's like getting chased by Billy and his gang. So like he's like booking it and then they beat the shit out of him, hit him with a bat and shit. Oh, when they were chasing after him with the car. Yeah, he was really getting chased after by those guys. And like, I guess George Pilgrim, who plays Billy, the the bad guy, the the, the bully, mm-hmm. Billy, the bully. And him were talking about the scene. He was like, please don't roll in front of the car. My God, I hope I don't want you to get run over. You know, that's how fucking like kind of movie this was. You know what I mean? And like, he was like, no, I don't want to fall down and like get run over. Yeah. Anyway, so he hit Billy hits him with the, the bat or whatever. And he said that uh, that whole day, that whole day or night of shooting, mm-hmm. Paul Walker was fucking irate about oh. the whole situation. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, he had been exhausted. He'd oh, been, yeah, right. He'd been running a quarter of a mile over and over and over and over again. And then he had to lay on the ground and like act and all this other shit. And he was like pissed. Yeah, be, that sounds exhausting. At least that's what George Pilgrim says, guys. I don't know. Also, you might know that theme song that comes with this movie. I'm a dinosaur, baby. Or whatever the fuck <laughs> he says. That theme song is was written by Simon Stokes, who is the same guy who did the Chucky song for Child's Play. And you're like probably thinking to yourself, which Chucky song might you be talking about, Alex? Well, it never got released. It was a song that was supposed to be the silly fun song that got rejected. Oh, ouch. Yeah, so, but you can find it online and I will um, give you a, I'll put a link down below for you guys so that you can check it out. It's it's not the greatest. (laughs) So anyway, but uh, there's another connection, though, the child's play and Chucky and all that, by the way, here. And that is with the actor John Franklin, who is the mad scientist's assistant, other assistant, not the Helga chick who played his assistant, who was the like Boris and whatever, Natasha. Uh huh. But the the, the little the, the shorter guy. Who oh, was in the okay. movie with the glasses? Oh yeah, the the guy, with the big computer. Right. Because you need a huge computer to run an anatomic turret. Yeah, 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 yeah. He apparently was actually one of the people who ran around as Chucky in Child's Play in the the, the bigger oh. scenes where they 
they built up all the furniture and everything uh-huh. so it made it look like to scale but they did it oh, and then that's it, weird. yeah i thought that was really cool so he's also connected to that but he was wearing like the large chucky suit trying to run around as a you know a little person right i just that's, thought that was really cool yeah that is cool so let's go over some of our favorite scenes we don't have to go over all of them that we liked and then we'll wrap this bitch up in the beginning, okay, when Billy ran into her house and the mom was like calling nine one one because Billy just like stormed into the house, right? And she said, "It's a gangbang." <laughs> that just cracked me. The fuck that was really funny. Up. You know what's funny about that? It's like that whole scene is is so weird because like he gets uh, Michael Paul Walker's character sneaks up the lattice work right into and her room into her room and he knocks everything over and then so does she she is like oh they're all stupid rolling around knocking shit over and then she's like shh, shh mom and dad are downstairs you know like and then uh he her dad calls her on the phone i guess they have two lines in the house which is really weird um that's not normal um, right. But maybe for like upper class people. No, 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 no. I bet you she had her own line in her room. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's no, that. That's what I said. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's normal. Well, I don't know. I, I you know, my dad Teenage had that because girl. he had a business in the house, so he had another phone line, and we had the home line. He just didn't want his teenage girl. You know, maybe you know, on the line because you know teenage girls talk a lot. But anyway, so he called. so he called her. Oh, I knocked over my dictionary while studying. I'm like, oh my oh god, my god. And it's intentionally so put. You know, it's intentionally right. done that way because she has another line later where she's like, uh, uh, something about a comet hit her window. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, what? Um. But anyway, Billy, the ex boyfriend, he just like fucking breaks into their house and like and the parents are doing jack shit about it too right. like and then she, she's like there's a gangbang you know like who the fuck is this kid yeah it's him and all his friends he's storming into a fucking parent's house like that would be fucking right pulling out my gun right. you know what i mean like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> And then, then this is the weirdest thing about this movie. It's, this is, okay, where it's sort of so bad it's good, but it's so intentional. It's like, you know, chase Michael into the street, out into a field, beat the shit out of him until he's unconscious, throw him in the back of a car, break into a fucking zoo enclosure with all of these fucking wild <laughs> animals, which is just weird. Right. And then leave him to die. But don't tell him that he's in this enclosure with all these wild animals. Right. And he gets mauled and killed by a fucking lion. Right. Like, how weird. weird. That is bizarre. Like, really fucking bizarre. I'm thinking it was just a director call, like, ooh, I want to do an animal scene. Well, really, since he worked with wild animals, I'm sure he had access to it. So he was just being ingenious about you know using what he had access to but Mm -hmm. it is really bizarre like you know i've never seen something like that in a movie you know so what other scene do you have after that okay so when they had michael on the table and they were trying to take his brain out of the body right right and then all of a sudden he his penis started oh They were puppeting his penis. Yeah, they were puppeting his penis. By sticking needles in his brain. Because they cut open his head, 
and fucking take it out. I mean, that was pretty funny. Like that, that funny. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's when you know, okay, right. the, it's that kind of movie. Right. And then when they were taking the brain out and the one guy's like, I think he's losing his mind. I thought it was really funny. That same doctor, like when they, before they get his dead body though, you know, because he died because of the lion thing. Right. And mm-hmm. then the doctor, the doctor Wonkenstein, who does all these experimental shit, he's like obsessed about this dino, which is really weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he's like, it's glorious and I shall make you be free. But then he goes into Michael uh, in the hospital who's dead and looks perfectly fine, by the way. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything happened to him over a lion that mauled him to death. Right. He's alive, not dead yet, but then pulls the plug on his thing to make it seem like he's going into cardiac arrest. And then <laughs> they're right. pounding on his fucking chest like, like punching. Live! Live! And I immediately thought of the abyss, like <laughs> immediately at that point, because I love that scene in the abyss. I talk about it on here all you the do, time. do, all the time. They kill that one guy. Gets his head chewed off the 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 Franklin actor who's the mad scientist or whatever, and then he steps on one of the guards' chest and it just caves in. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was really cool yeah, how they did cool. that effect. Um, and then they you don't see his head till later, but they stomp on his head too, and it's just this like, like yeah, and like, like the fucking Helga chick is like rolling up his body later. Yeah, that was weird. It like a carpet, of, like a uh, Roger Rabbit, you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Did you notice that she slipped a little taste? Yeah, she kept licking her fingers. It wasn't. It was like that whole scene. She was licking her fucking fingers. I, I mean, it's just little touches like that that are kind of cool. Yeah, but like, yeah, thing. like a very nuanced thing that most people probably wouldn't notice because they're listening to the dialogue. But right. I, I don't know why. I just saw. I saw. I'm glad you did too. <laughs> I love, okay, so so first of all, let's just sum everything up. So Billy the bully has killed Michael, essentially, by putting him in a lion's enclosure, although not technically he didn't die until the doctor killed him and cut open his brain and used it to fill the, to make the animatronic dinosaur yeah, come to life. This. So technically the brain was still alive. Right, so he never really died. Right. But you think he's pretty much murdered the guy. Like, to everybody else, you think Billy's a murderer. So the next scene is there's a party and Tammy can't get over the fact that Michael died with her over-the-top stereotypical gay friend, like Mm -hmm. uh, Byron. And, of course, Billy shows up to win her hand after, of course, killing Michael, which she thinks he's dead. One, because he's a dick, and two, because you don't get arrested in this movie for leaving a man to die in a lion enclosure at the zoo, apparently. (laughs) He just gets to go on being Billy, (laughs) which I was like, okay, this movie's out of control. But then he wreaks havoc in the party. Did you like some of those scenes in there? Like, what was your favorite scene in the party? In the party? When he was, like, killing people. Uh, Didn't he kill one of the other chicks, one of Billy's gangbang Oh. chicks in that scene was they're out in the car fucking in the back seat because she gets turned down by tammy right so he takes that other chick out to the car and she's like oh my god billy <laughs> and ridiculous then, over the top and then he grabs her leg right and the dino that's right and that see her death scene was really cool yeah that was kind of cool but i like the part where he stomps on uh 
the car. Like two guys go hiding under a car for some reason. Yes. And then their head gets smashed. <laughs> they just get decapitated. Well, it didn't even decapitate it, but it just crushed their head right, right in the middle and it popped. Like I thought that was cool. That was cool. Of course, Sean Whalen's character, Weasel, gets scratched on the chest and like <laughs> it's terrible. He just is holding guts on his chest and then drops it. Yeah, that yeah, was funny. <laughs> like that's one of those things where like. Yeah. This these little tiny dinosaur arms. Yeah, like, not gonna cut it. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was funny in the movie too, because like the the dino arms just were way longer than any yeah. T Rex. Like T Rex arms don't work that yeah, way. You can't even use like they don't have arms really. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like armless. It was kind of silly, but it, it was silly. That's kind of the charm of it too. You know what I mean? Right. Like I feel like a bad for giving it like a six point five, but I gotta you know like I don't know. Um, then there's a scene where Tammy gets taken out of the fucking window by the T-Rex, which is Michael, a.k.a. Michael in the T-Rex. Uh-huh. And she she finds out that Michael is a robot, like mm-hmm. a brain inside of the robot T-Rex, because uh-huh. he mimes the whole fucking thing to her. <laughs> and then With th- his tiny arms. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, she comes back after finding that and talks to Byron and tells him... And he's like, oh, my God, that's why he didn't kill me. Like, it makes sense. And he just goes on board. And this, of course, is right out front of her house. She's been taken out of her house again. Some crazy shit. And I think somebody says that, oh, the the sheriff says it's a fucking dinosaur to the dad. He's like, you don't want to know. He's like, I think I want to know what happened to my daughter. (laughs) And so then when she shows up, he's like, where the hell were you? We we heard a dinosaur took you off. And she was like, what? No, it was the comet that crashed into my window. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, very intentional writing there. But but this is where the movie starts to slowly nosedive for me. Mm-hmm. Is it starts to get they a got little boring? Yeah, I don't know if it's because the jokes were too frequent that I just wasn't laughing anymore, or just not as into it. I mean, it's still silly fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of lost a little interest. Like it lost a little a lot that momentum that you were talking right. about. So they have a couple funny scenes. One including Tammy riding the T Rex. Do you remember that? So weird. The cop and like all these other people are watching her run off in the distance on top of the dinosaur. <laughs> Which is like this animated segment that you see the legs kind of moving like very oddly. But the cop sees her and he's and they're like, look at that. And and, and it cuts to like, man, she can ride like (laughs) ridiculous. Terrible. (laughs) Do you remember what happened at the end? Oh, my God. It was so ridiculous. Yeah. She just was dancing for the brain. Yeah, but well, you, so the doctor like, okay. gets eaten and he can't be saved, so she just keeps his brain in a b- jar. While they look for a body, right? And they and they can they, they can't can, find a body. Yeah, but they can't that, even, they can't find a body because they don't have the scientist anymore. And why did he kill the scientist who could have yeah, saved him? Exactly. Like I would have maimed him at least, not fucking murdered him. Right. You know what? I, something there was no nudity in this movie or the other movie. Like it's kind of weird to me. You would think they would want nudity with the gore. Maybe. But there was... Or, you know, boobs. Stewart, the director, was saying that during this time, um, part of the reason that some of the stuff got cut out is because they was in a different time where it was, like, hard to get distribution for movies with gore and shit like that. Oh, it's because the violence in video games. Yeah, dude. Okay, like, gores. Well, we've been back over that a million fucking yeah, exactly. times. But okay, that makes sense. 
But yeah, he said nudity and things like gore and violence were frowned upon in a lot of places and it was really hard to get distribution. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that was what it was. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't want you guys to be upset with me if you love this movie. I'm glad you do. It's, right. it's just, I don't know. Like after watching Carnosaur and this back to back, I have to give it to Carnosaur. Carnosaur. I'm glad we bought it. I'm glad we watched it. Never, the T-Rex? Yeah, I'm gl- yeah, we've never seen it before. Oh, and anything. I can't wait to watch it in 4K when we get a player. But right, but I won't watch. I wouldn't watch it again. Really, yeah, I'd watch it, again. watch it again. I would totally watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, like the 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 nosedive thing really kind of takes away from it, unfortunately. It really does. But you know, it was written to be a serious movie, and then it turned into a comedy. And so, even comedies, most comedies, by the end of the movie, it's not funny anymore. Right. Like literally ninety percent. Right. I've always noticed that. Yeah. Well, they're, you know, it's like you're necessary. done with it. You're like, okay, just like get it over with. And even they, the writing gets to the point where it's just like, okay, let's just get it over with. Right. You know? Story wise, yeah. Right. What did you guys think of this movie? I would love to hear what your thoughts are. If you had to pick between the two, what would you pick over the other if you have seen these two? If you haven't seen one of these, which one would you like to watch first? If you have seen one of them and not the other, um, let us know what you think. I would love to hear it. So sound off in the comments down below. Of course, we'll be back next week. We're going to be doing Carnosaur 2 and Carnosaur 3. Three. Yeah, there's another longer name to that, I think, on the third oh, one. Oh, yeah, there's like a semicolon. So something. just look it up. I think all three are on YouTube, so you can just watch it there. That's where we're going to be watching it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel bad because I, I would rent it if I could. Yeah, it's not available. What are we going to do? Yeah, it's, I don't feel bad then. Dude, I would know? buy it. <laughs> Release it. Right. You do like it that much, but you're always into those kind of like yeah, black sheep kind of movies. I love black sheep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And as always, long live the boy. You have been listening to Beyond.